This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers, it's Christoph Trapp, your host. Thanks for joining me. Another live stream of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Uh, we're live again on Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Ctrap60 on there, and LinkedIn. Um, and we do that, I don't know, a couple times a week now for the uh, four times a week um, episodes of the podcast. So today what I want to talk about is what do you do with your website? So certainly, I just did count the other day, I think the podcast is now on 18 different podcast channels. Unbelievable. I didn't even know there was that many out there. We're missing one. I don't know why we're not on there, um, but I don't know if I should care. But anyway, so lots of different channels we're on, and now we're doing the live stream here as usual. If you have any questions, feel free to ask on LinkedIn or Twitter specifically. I'll try to pay attention um, to do that. So today, uh, today's guest is actually Brandon Morgan. He is the founder of PodPage. And uh, I ran across that page. I'm pretty sure it was Heather Osgood. She did a show with him, I think. We'll ask him if that's correct or not when he comes on here. Um, but Heather was on the show talking about podcast advertising. When do you do it? When do you not do it? How do you do it? Uh, what, what are your numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that's when I started signing up for his service, and I actually use that all the time now. Uh, Brennan, how's it going? Uh, great. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to have you on the show. We tried a couple times and schedules. Oh my goodness! Don't get me going. Yeah. How do yeah. how how are schedules so difficult when we uh, when we don't even leave the house? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been it's been surprising. It how has the calendar been. fills up. It has been. So uh, I want to pull up the the site in a little bit here, but tell me about what prompts you to put PodPage dot com together, and 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 why do people need it? So uh, it's been many years in the making because I've, I've done uh, similar products like this for other creative um, industries. So I, I have a very strong belief that as a creator, you should have a direct relationship with your audience. And I believe the creator, you should own um, the top of Google search. And so those two things sort of uh, brought me to PodPage. I, I, it's, a, it's a trend that I'd seen years ago with musicians where they were putting all of their emphasis is a long time ago, so I'm dating myself, but putting all their emphasis on MySpace. Um, and that's where they were building their audience and that's where they were sending their traffic. And then when MySpace became less relevant, um, all their fans and their traffic disappeared and they had to start over. And so I started seeing the same pattern with podcasters where if I search for a podcast on Google, a lot of the time I wouldn't actually get the podcaster's site. Instead, I would get... Um, I'd be, you know, Google would be telling me to go to Apple or Spotify or Google podcasts. And I think it's, it's wonderful that these platforms give the, the podcasters distribution and obviously make it easier for the audience to consume the content. But I don't think it's healthy when that's the only place um, someone can go. And so PodPage just came out of wanting to give podcasters a place on the web that was very, very easy to build, did not take very much time to maintain. Um, 
and would allow them to to have basically the top rank in Google. So if you wanted to learn about the podcast, the first the place that Google would be pointing you would be the podcaster's website. And once they're there, it makes it really easy for you to push them to your Patreon or collect their email address or do whatever you want to do. Um, and also send them over to the different players if that's where the podcast the listener wants to consume. So, uh, so uh, just marketing yourself in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't know if you can see that, Brendan, here, but um, the audience certainly can. Uh, I put up the my page on podpage.com, uh, and you can get their ctrap.online forward slash podcast. goes right over. And see, I, what I like about it, so I, I, in agreement, everything you said, SEO, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, but when you look on the right, it has all the different channels, right? Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Overcast, Castro, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blah, blah. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's mm-hmm. like 18 channels. But uh, so what's really nice is you basically in the back end, I just go in there and I put the link to the channel and now it's all in one place and it looks nice. It, I don't have to create yeah. my own page. And then the podcast episode here, uh, see, first of all, they're all together. And then uh, so my emojis, so I'm, tr- I'm testing emojis and they seem to work. Oh, cool. Um, even though they're not exactly coming through the way they look on mobile, but uh, close enough, I guess. Um, but then you have the podcast episode. You have the Anchor Embed, which is where I produce my bo- podcast for the most part, unless we're going live uh, mm-hmm. really quickly. Uh, when we're going live, we use Switcher Studio, and that's, uh, that's what we're currently using. Uh, very happy with that product. Trap One gets you one month off if you want to try it. And then it has all the different links at the bottom, uh, and you have a summary of what's going on. Um, so I, as a podcast, what I like is it's totally automated. I don't have to copy yeah. and paste anything. It's just, it's there. Right. Um, so is it, I mean, are people using it or what's, how is it looking? What, what are people doing with it? Yeah, no, it's been the, the usage has been amazing. Um, you know, one of the advantages as you talked about was once you go to set it up, you basically just tell PodPage what your podcast is called. And then we go and try to collect a lot of information about it. We pull in all the data from your feed. We create a page for every one of your episodes. We try to start collecting links to all the different places you are online. And within about, you know, I don't, I don't know how long it took you, but usually within about five minutes, you have a fully featured working website that you can set up a domain for. And then you don't have to think about your website ever again, because it'll stay up to date every time you release a new episode. So that that sort of is especially for people who have started to go down the road of WordPress, which I think is an amazing product if you really need heavy customization. But for most people, it's just, it's very hard to understand. Um, Because with WordPress, you have to set up plugins, you have to find hosting for it. There's all this other stuff you have to do. I think for people who have gone down that road, it's sort of a life changer because it just makes it so easy to get it set up. And, you know, there's there's certain services like Squarespace and Wix, which are amazing website builders and far more sort of complicated than in a good and a bad way than PodPage, but they're not built for podcasting. So you still have to end up creating a post for every one of your episodes and you have to do all that work. So yeah, the, the, the appeal is there. Um, there's thousands of podcasters that are hosting their sites on it. Tons of them have their own domains associated. A lot of them, which was sort of a surprise to me, a lot of them have just created sites and they use the podpage.com domain cause that's free. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they've made it sort of their official website. So yeah, it's going really, really well. Um, and the most fun part of it, is that the community is so uh, loud with feedback, which is great as when you build something, the thing you want more than anything else is people to love it enough to give you constructive feedback on it. So we've just been rolling out tons of new features that are very podcast specific because that we're just hearing that from the community. Very, very cool. And um, 
So I have it set up and I think it, it works fine. And especially I like the automation for sure. But the, the SEO, let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously companies or podcasters, they already have a website, a lot of them, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. How does it tie? Does it tie in with that website? I mean, for the SEO juice, or is it is all the SEO juice, which is a formal term, right? Is that <laughs> yeah. is that um, all going to uh, the, the podpage.com, so to speak? Uh, it's it's so podpage is an independent site that sits on its own, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, one of the biggest things you can do for SEO is buy a domain name that has the same name as your podcast and point your and put your homepage there, and so the majority of people using PodPage, have PodPage as their main website, and they're trying to send SEO there. <clears throat> we do allow you to create custom pages. So let's say you're a podcaster that has written a book. Um, you can have a page for your book. You can have a page for your consulting oh. company. But still, like, the PodPage website is... The the website itself is what's optimized for SEO. Um, there are companies and podcasters that have their have a separate website that usually it's on WordPress or, or, um, or Squarespace, and they want... a they want a part of their website to be very podcast specific. And so what they normally will do is they'll set up a subdomain. So it's like podcast dot whatever their name is dot com. And that's the whole pod pod page website. And then they have their other website. Ultimately, what's important is you want to create pages for every one of your episodes. So when when Google, when someone's searching, not just for your podcast, but for one of your guests or something that comes up. And so that stuff, it kind of doesn't matter if you have two websites that, you know, you have your main website or your pod page website, it's fine. What's important is that Google knows where to send someone when they're looking for that specific topic or guest. Right. Yep. So. Absolutely. So I, what I started to do initially is I, I had a podcast page uh, and I put some episodes on there, but honestly, it's, it's just, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot of work, but it is, you got to copy and paste over and then blah, blah, blah. You got to decide what to put there. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just the intro. Uh, and I still use a lot of my art, my podcasts for articles, not all of them, uh, because now we're doing four episodes a week. Uh, it just, I mean, you can't keep up, right? It's much easier yeah. for me to talk to you than to write about this topic, right? Much less yeah. time consuming, especially since we're live. Uh, but, uh, but I still write about it. So then when I write about them, I still embed those episodes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, but what I love about it is it's so, it's automatic. It's all in one place. And then even... Um, you know, when I, uh, when I look at the logos, I mean, I'm not a designer. I mean, it like, and I, now I got to find the right logo, you know, like, yeah. I mean, there's eight. It's surprising how, how much time that takes. Right. So yeah. here, everything is in one place. And, uh, and I use that as my, my podcast landing page. That's where I send it, people. But there's been a lot of Facebook groups where I'll see someone come in and say, Hey, I'm building a website on WordPress and I need, does anyone know where I can find the logos to all these places? And I'm always just like, Hey, go to, you can take them all, go to PodPage and just pull them from there. But I've already done that work. No one should have to go through that process. Um, right. Yeah. The one, one thing to mention about SEO that I think is interesting is that, uh, you know, I used to work at Google and I, um, I was never involved specifically on the search teams, but obviously like you just sort of absorb a lot of information when you're there around, around SEO. And, um, and there's so many little tips and tricks to do to optimize your website. And none of this is secret, right? It's all, if you, if you search Google, they have tons and tons of documentation around how to really present your website well. So Google knows what it's all about. It's not about tricking Google. It's about just really making sure that you've put everything out there so they know how to index it. And there's specific types of things you can do with your, your website code that tell Google, this is a podcast. This is a podcast episode. Here's what it's about. And the more you do that, the more Google knows what to do with it and who to present it to in search. And so that's the kind of stuff that when you use a sort of a like a Wix type website that isn't really 
optimized for pod or podcasting, you can create a page for every episode, but it doesn't have like that second layer of just that really, really heavy optimization. And it's hard for me because I usually try to explain when I start explaining this to people, their eyes glass over and they're like, I, I don't understand it. And that's the whole point is it's really hard to do on your own. And so that's one of the reasons that really tailoring a product for the podcasting community has been effective and, and ends up being creating like really great SEO because that podcast episode page that's automatically created that you don't have to worry about has all those secret little uh, complex tags for Google. It has all the standard stuff. It also has social networking uh, tags that make it so when you share it on Twitter and Facebook, it looks really, really good. You know, all of those little details um, are just hard to do when you're trying to build a website on your own. So, well, and, and people got to remember, they not everybody can be good at everything, right? So mm -hmm. my, I mean, I was on screen, my eyes glazed over. You probably saw it on the live stream. If you're <laughs> watching on the, the the podcast version, don't forget we do live stream some of these shows. Ctrap dot online forward slash LinkedIn. Um, but we can't all be good at everything, right? I mean, yeah. I'm I am a good talker. I think you know, well, uh, the live streaming is now. Um, you know, moving up my skill level. Um, but but at some point, uh, you know, you can't be good at everything. So from that perspective, yeah. that's great. But but tell me about why podcasting? I know you talked about the need that you saw, but what's special about podcasting to you? Or, or, or you know, why was that of interest? I think podcasting is just, it's A, I'm a fan, like I'm a podcast listener. Mm -hmm. And so it's always fun to work on products that you enjoy the, you know, the source of and the community for. Um, I think that it's a fairly, uh, I was surprised to see some of the tools not exist already. And so there's obviously just like, Hey, I, I literally have built a very similar product for musicians and I built a very similar product for app developers. And so it just, it, you know, a lot of, like you said, you can't be an expert in everything. I happen to be an expert in this thing, which is building websites for creators. And so, um, it's, relatively straightforward to me to know how to solve a lot of these problems. The hard part is learning the nuances of the community, which is what the last few months have been. Um, and it's also, it's a growing group of people, you know, that's a growing market. There's a ton of people want to get into podcasting and most people don't do podcasting because they, uh, you know, people do it for a lot of different reasons, but there's not a lot of people that start that say, I'm doing this to make money. And the people who start saying I'm doing this to make money generally don't last very long because it takes a long time to actually mm -hmm build an audience big enough to monetize, giving them tools that allow them to reduce the amount of effort they have to go through to do things right, I think is always a fun thing to do. I was just having coffee with a friend and saying, you know, it's just I keep coming back to helping creators. And it's so much fun because these people don't know how to build a website and they shouldn't spend thousands of dollars or tons of hours doing it because what they should be doing is how can I create the best content for my audience? How can I get my content out to my audience? It shouldn't be like, how do I do HTML tags for social sharing? That's a total waste of time. So I want to basically make it so you don't have to think about it. Focus on your great content. We'll do the rest when it comes to your web and some of some other marketing things that we'll be rolling out soon. You know, and, and the one thing that uh, kind of struck me actually as well is um, the ease of understanding what channels you have to be on. So I'm switching over here to my my page quickly. And as I showed you earlier, um, there's like 18 channels on here. So I publish through Anchor and Anchor automatically pushes to like six or seven or eight or nine channels uh, like Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, maybe Stitcher, Pocket Casts. So if you're watching on the on the live stream, you can see there's all kinds of other ones. Deezer, mm -hmm. TuneIn, Sprecher, Pandora, Radio Public might be... Um, 
might be an anchor. But my point is that some of these I didn't even know about until I went to the back end on the pod page and I was like, oh my goodness, look at all these different, um, you know, channels. And then I saw so like mm-hmm. TuneIn was one or, I mean, iHeartRadio, I knew about, I knew about the brand, but I didn't think about it, right? And then I saw it on there. I was like, hey, how do I get every every channel listed on here? Um, because, you you know, you ask for the link. So then you display the logo with your, your page. And I went to all those channels. You know, I went to iHeartRadio and I submitted it. And then I got the email the other day saying, you've been approved, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Same with um, um, the, oh, the other one here again, um, TuneIn. And the thing I like about TuneIn, I'm going to show this to you guys quickly. Hold on. There's too many buttons. So TuneIn, <laughs> um, if I go to my blog... This is the first time we're doing screen share on Switcher. So, Brendan, I'm excited just to show cool. this off. Um, so this is my blog, right? And so on the top here, I have the podcast player embedded. Um, and that's direct. See how I don't know if you can see that or not. But mm-hmm. it's basically stretching across and it tune and automatically pulls in the latest episode. So I think that's super cool. And honestly, cool. I, would, I would have never known about it until I looked at that list. Um, quite honestly, so that's that's super helpful to uh, to get the content in front of more people. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's been um, you know there's just so many uh, it, the balance of building products for in in this kind of uh, community is you want to give as much power and ease to someone as possible. You want to do that in a way where it's not overwhelming, and so. Um, you want, you want someone to be able to go and add all of their links that they have, but you don't want them to go and feel like, oh my God, I'm, I have so much more work to do, right? You don't want to, you don't want it to actually create more work for them. And the, there's always that balance. And even like thinking about SEO, there's lots, there's ways that I've added where you can sort of customize the SEO on your page, but I kind of hope no one uses it except the power, power users, because it's over. It, I don't want someone to go to the website and be like, oh, now I've got to do this other SEO thing. Like we've done everything you could want unless you really want to customize it. Um, so there's you know, a lot of it, areas that are sort of advanced settings where we want to make sure people have the right control um, if they want it. But for the most part, you know, my ideal customer is go in, design your site for you know, five to 30 minutes, add your domain, never come back to your website again because it just takes care of itself. That's, you know, that's the experience that I hope to give. Well, the, the other thing it does, too, is when um, so one thing I always um, I don't, I don't want to say I struggle with it, but uh, I thought about it. And so what I do is I, I like Google Podcasts currently. I think Apple Podcasts is probably is terrible. I don't know why they're number one. Honestly, uh, it's it's buggy. It feels do you know what I mean? It just it doesn't seem like it's working half the time. And in, in my opinion, Google Podcasts, I currently like it. Spotify, I like that, too. Uh, so I share the different links to the different players, right? But, and it's funny, every once in a while, I share like the Spotify link first and whoever the guest is, they will say, well, I'm a Google podcast player, uh, a Google Google listener, right? Not, not mm-hmm. a Spotify listener. So that's another problem if you don't, um, you know, if I mean, where do you send people? I guess you could send them to the landing page for your article on PodPage. That's usually, I mean, usually what, if you look at... Um some of the podcasters that have really optimized their marketing strategy. The one that comes to mind always for me is Tim Ferriss. Um, when you look at the way that he shares his episodes on Twitter, for example, uh, and I might be butchering this a little bit cause I haven't, I haven't 
I thought I don't know what the exact ones are, but he'll usually say like, Hey, there's a new episode out. He'll give a little blurb about it. And then he'll link you to two or three places and it's always Apple and it's always his website. And then I think the middle one is sometimes Spotify. Some, I think he did overcast for a while. He uses his own data to figure out where he should send people, but he gives people choice, but he always makes sure someone can go to his website if they don't want to use one of those players. Um, and so, you know, we when you when a new episode's released, we email you and say, "Hey, we just imported your episode. It's live on your website. Click here to share it." And um, and when you share it, we auto generate you a tweet that has a couple different players in it, um, but always has your website because that's always the one that you definitely should send people to because then they can go and figure out where they want to go on their own. We've looked at um, we've had a couple requests for basically. Uh, sort of a bounce. So you send someone to your website. If they're on their iPhone, you automatically just send them an Apple podcast. If they're on Android, you automatically send them to Google podcast. So we're looking at that kind of stuff to make it even easier for the listener. But um, at the same time, a lot of people want to give the listener the control to choose on their own. Don't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's a setting. It would be a setting. Right. Like, you know, right. if you wanted to do that, I don't, I mean, I think it's really important to get them to your website. And then, so you can say like, what's your email address and all that. But there are some people that are like, you know, when I they look at the data, they're like, I get more successful just sending directly to iTunes, which is why these platforms end up kind of owning the the listener is because the right. you know most of the listeners don't want to tap a bunch of things. So exactly. it's a balance because you basically you lose you might lose some people from getting to Apple Podcasts, but the amount of people you gain giving you your email address is way more valuable than the few people that you don't. But there's still some people that say I want my website just to kind of bounce people around depending on what device they're on. You know, and so the reason I you get, you got a loud no here from me, I am an Apple fanboy. I mean, honestly, Apple uh, iPhone, Apple Watch, um, AirPods are over here. We're just not using mm-hmm. them today. Um, so I don't want to be near Apple Podcasts. I think it's a t- yeah. I use I use Google Podcasts on my iPhone, right? So the mm-hmm. only reason so the so this is a d- discussion. Uh, that's I think is unwinnable, quite honestly. Some people want it one way, some people want it another way, some people want this, some people want that. Uh, you know, it's like the whole debate back in the day, which way do you hold your phone when yeah. you shoot video, this way or that way? And there's still some hardcore this way people um, today that say that's the only way you should do it. And honestly, yeah. all the networks now adjust. All, it doesn't make any difference how you shoot, right? Like, in yeah. fact, um, we could shoot this video, like put the iPad upside down and it still would work um mm-hmm. but again like the preference it's just very very interesting to see those things evolve and go from there uh what does the future look like what's what's next uh on the horizon or down the down the product plan i guess mm-hmm. um so the a lot of the core features of the website uh especially things that the users have been asked for like the core uh, publish a page, make it customizable, make it SEO friendly, allow me to have a lot of custom pages so I can add a, a whole page for my book and let me customize it or a whole page for my coaching and let me put my Calendly booking widget. All that stuff is pretty much done. Um, the next phase seems to be, uh, I think it'll involve a lot more marketing um, and customer or listener engagement type stuff. So one big request has been... Uh, you know, I, I let you embed whatever kind of sign up form for email that you want. You can put uh, MailChimp or AWeber or whatever you want there. But there's still a lot of people who just want something easier. So we're looking at building um, just different tools. Like when a new episode comes out, what are the things that you need to do and how can we help you do them? So 
a new episode is released, you want to email your mailing list, well, we can auto-generate you a really nice looking uh, episode alert email and then just send it out. You know, you can set it to send it out automatically or you can come in and approve it. Um, and so sort of taking all the weight from a MailChimp type experience and just really narrowing it down to what do you need to do as a podcaster? You need to tell people about your new episodes and then maybe send out some other small things, but you're not sending out massive HTML emails all the time, at least at the beginning. Um, you need to tweet, you need to put it on social networks. So how do you set up like a, um, a schedule of like, Oh, I've got a new episode. Like, let's take this episode. Like you probably want to tweet about it on your account and say that it's out there. Maybe you want to tweet a few hours later for a different time zone. Maybe two days later, you want to tweet from this, an image, you know, like what's, what's your marketing campaign for every episode and how can we help you automate a lot of that stuff? Um, how do you get it? How do you get, I mean, this is live um, and on video, but if you're an audio only podcast, what's your YouTube strategy? If anything, do you want to create a video and put it on YouTube and you want to, you know, so all that stuff around like marketing and getting the word out um, is one piece. And then there's been a lot of requests for e-commerce and being able to uh, launch a store on your pod page site. And it's, you know, it's, I'm, there's always the balance when you build new features of how big of a feature is this. And, you know, there's a, I don't know how many, hundreds of billions of dollars Spotify is worth or Shopify is worth right now. But like building a really great shopping experience is a whole company on its own. And right. so when people say to me like, Hey, can I want to be able to sell t-shirts, building shopping carts and taking credit cards and dealing with refunds and all that stuff is just, there's a lot. So I'm trying to figure out what the strategy is there. Um, whether we partner with someone, whether we build like a very bare bones store. So someone can sell a couple t-shirts with a PayPal link. And then if they want something more then they go to Spotify or Shopify. So trying to figure that stuff out. Um, those are some of the bigger, bigger things on the horizon. Of course, what's interesting about that too is, I mean, if you build it, you know, I mean, how do, how do you, are people willing to pay for it or uh, are people even going to use it? Right. I mean, I got some yeah. t-shirts. I actually have a, um, I, I don't have it uh, with me here, but uh, 20, 20, 2020 one star review t-shirt, uh, terrible customer service, <laughs> all around try 2021 yeah. uh, and that's that's on amazon you can check that out guys three trap c trap dot online forward slash shirt um but my point is just because i have it on there doesn't mean anybody's buying it right so yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to weigh the balance and uh and, and how much work it takes versus will people actually well and, use and it? you know that's a, that's a good example you've already gone through the process of putting it on amazon however you did that right and so if you know i actually have already built this i just haven't released it which on your page, you could launch a store, you know, mm -hmm. in quotes. And essentially what the store is, is tell me what the product is, put, an, put a picture of it, and then tell me how much it costs, and then me being PodPage, and then tell me yeah. where to buy it, right? And there's when you're on your website, there's a big buy button, but all that buy button does is just send them to Amazon or send them to somewhere else. And so I might roll that out. I, 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 don't, I, I worry that that kind of a thing, for anyone who hasn't gone to the trouble of putting it online somewhere, that's just going to be more confusing to them, and that's always the balance. Um, so still looking into that, but it's, it does seem like that's a big thing. People really want to at least be able to offer um, something for sale on their website. So, yeah. And then we have a ton of integrations with a lot of these services that are already out there um, on the horizon. And so, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, to wrap it up here, tell us about your background. Um, totally. I, <laughs> I, um, so I, I started in the music industry of all places and in the sort of, uh, I would say traditional music industry, working for a record label, 
um, which then started working with the management company. I worked at a booking agency. I went out on tour with bands. I was their tour manager and I would sell merch, you know, just do anything sort of at the um, early stage for a lot of bands. Although a lot of our bands, we, you know, we did arena tours also. So that's where I started. That was 15 years ago. And uh, that was sort of during the digital transformation of music. And so it just sort of naturally, I started seeing so many inefficiencies with the, how the music industry was run and how our teams and, and our management was run. So I left and then I started building software to solve some of those problems. So there was a couple of different companies in that space, uh, moved out of music and started building. I wanted to play around in consumer when sort of the iPhone was becoming popular. So we built a few consumer apps. Um, then we built things to help consumer app developers actually do their job, which actually looks a lot like PodPage. Like, hey, you're spending a lot of time. You should be spending your time building apps, not doing all of the other things you need to do. So we helped them with that. Um, Google saw that and they were doing something similar with a company they'd acquired called Firebase. So they acquired us to kind of come in and complement Firebase where Firebase would help you build the app. We would help you market it. Mm -hmm. So I spent uh, three years at Google and then um, been working on various projects and uh, in, in addition to PodPage for about a year. So Awesome. And in yeah. addition to your background, how about your virtual background? Uh, this is a startup called, uh, mm -hmm, which is a hard, hard startup to mention on. How do you uh, spell that? I, you know, I think it's, I think it's M M H M M or something like that. Okay. Um, they launched recently and it's basically a, it, it's a virtual camera. So obviously everyone is at home right now. Everyone's on video calls all day. Yeah. The background of my room looks like a nightmare if I were to turn this off. Um, and so, uh, if I was on Zoom, I could just use one of their virtual backgrounds. But when you do calls like this, I don't have any control over that. And so right. this basically allows you, instead of using my camera on my computer, it says use this other virtual camera, and then I can put all kinds of effects on it. So um, I don't actually know what this background is. It just seemed appropriate, or it, it seemed, seemed not, not distracting for this. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, and you nice. can, you can, there's some features you can use, like you can move yourself around or something? Yeah, I can, um, you know, you can, like the, one of the things they want you to do is imagine being a newscaster and you have like a, a thing, your thing over your shoulder so you can anchor yourself to the corner and just yeah. present, you know, you can, most of the screen can be the presentation, but you can still be in here. You can move yourself around. You can uh, make yourself a little circle and put yourself other places. You, you and I could both co-host this um, and you could be on the screen too. You can sort of make yourself blue and fade yourself out so a lot of cool little little features it's fun um huh. i don't most of my calls are on zoom or google meet and so i typically don't need to use all these features but it's fun to, to have them and it's nice for things like this so yeah awesome well thanks for sharing that uh podpage.com anywhere else that people can connect with you or should uh, is that where they should go well if you uh, so I'm, uh, at mulligan on twitter um, which is the majority, that's where I spend the majority of my time as far as social networks go. Um, I'm sort of pulled back from Facebook and Instagram and don't spend much time on LinkedIn. So Twitter, um, if you have any questions about the pod page itself, the easiest thing to do is just go to podpage.com and click the little button on the bottom right. And I get all those messages. Um, if you'd rather go over email, it's just Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-E-N at podpage.com, however you want to reach out. But I love, I love hearing from people and seeing like what is, what, what they like about it and what they don't like about it because it, it continues to evolve. It's 100% evolving based on user feedback. So, 
Awesome. Well, thanks for the overview. Thanks for setting it up. I'm certainly a fan. I, I have my show on there, um, actually my travel show as well. And uh, nice. for Rush Tech, there are, you know, so there you go. Three, three podcasts right there. Brennan, thanks cool. for joining us and uh, thanks for rolling out a cool product. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Music